Okay. Uh-oh. I knew it. Hello, hello. Happy Sabbath, everybody. Happy, Happy Sabbath. Sabbath, everybody. Hope everybody's doing well. A few minor adjustments. You know, there's always something. Amen. There's always something. My phone just popped off the stand. Amen. <laughs> just popped off the stand. But um, I hope that you can hear me. I hope everything is going well with you. Um, I hope you're experiencing a beautiful Sabbath day. And I want you to know, in spite of all the glitches and all the technical issues that are going on amen i am so excited and so elated at the fact that god has chosen up at the same time um, my heart is heavy um as i got news that we've lost some dear loved ones amen i got a call on yesterday um that a, a former member of mine a good um a great woman amen a woman of god um passed on thursday 
um, and call the family, pray with them, talk with them. And then on um, later on Friday as well, got news of one of my colleagues, um, a brother that I was ordained with, his wife, um, her mom passed, and we want to keep the Miller family in prayer. And then just this morning, amen, um, just this morning, got word that another um, colleague, a friend of mine, um, his daughter and my daughter uh, went to PFA, amen, um, good friend of the family, wonderful uh, man of God, uh, passed this morning. So we want to keep uh, the Thomas family in prayer, amen, the Clark family in prayer. But again, you know, we know that God is still uh, faithful. He still is a very present help in the time of storm. Um, and we're just so thankful, just so honored, so privileged. Thank you so much. Just so excited um, to still be able to just know the God that we know in spite of the hardships, in spite of the difficulties, in spite of the storms and the pain um, of life, we know that God is still able to keep us even in the midst of difficult times. Listen, um, this is a great time, an awesome time for you uh, to go ahead and invite someone, to go ahead and um, you know, smash that join button. What is it? Um, invite somebody. Let them know that we're here. Let them know that we're in the house today, that we're still doing it as we always do at the top. Amen. We do it big for Jesus. So go ahead and share it. Tell a friend. Um, I know we've been having issues with our Facebook. Believe it or not, we're still working on that. But whenever, whenever you're doing something positive for the, for the kingdom of God, the enemy is going to do whatever he can. And man, he's going to do whatever he can to upset that thing. And man, even if it means attacking the pastor, attacking the pastor's family, um, attacking, attacking um, you financially, attacking you health-wise or whatever it is, uh, whenever you're doing something powerful for um, the word of God, for the kingdom of God, the enemy is going to make sure that he does something to make that thing difficult. But we have to press on, amen? We have to press on and continue to trust God even when we can't trace him. Um, we do have just a couple of announcements I want to share with you, um, you know, about our pastor's perspective, amen. Uh, we do want to remind you that on the 1st of March, amen, our pastor's perspective will take place at 12 noon, amen. We will still have service here. Uh, we will still have service here, but you see the information there, you can join in. Um, by following the Zoom link there or the Facebook, amen, YouTube, and you can take part in that special service on the first Sabbath in March. Our very own uh, President Roger Bernard, the president of the Central States Conference, will be our speaker, amen. And so we encourage you, for those that are able, amen, to join in to this powerful, powerful uh, presentation that would take place the first Sabbath in March. Also on tomorrow, Tomorrow, um, we have a special AY program, a leadership program. This is a leadership training for all those that are interested, amen, and even our AY leader, amen, um, to join in, to be able to learn about leadership, to learn about how to connect with our youth, with our young people, amen. Um, and so we want you to mark your calendars for those two days. The information is right there on the screen. Write that down, jot that down, put it in your long-term memory bank. Please don't store it in your short-term memory bank, even though it is tomorrow. Come on, somebody. We want you to remember, amen, remember, amen, and be to be a part of this special um, AY leadership training um, that would take place on tomorrow. Amen. We do want to give some special, special shout-outs to, to Zachary Tate, amen. I understand my brother is turning nine years old, amen. Happy birthday to you, brother Zachary, amen. God is good. He's blessed you to see the number nine. Come on, somebody. I'm going to clap one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, amen. And back in the day, we used to say something like this, and a pinch to grow an inch. Come on, somebody. We're so excited for you, Zachary, today. God bless you. Happy birthday. And we want to celebrate all of those that are celebrating their birthday in the month of February. I know we do this shout out at the first part of the month. Amen. But we want to celebrate birthdays all month long. Amen. We thank God for you. I believe we have another rehearse, another announcement here that is not on the screen, but it will be a Eastern rehearsal of women's um, mobile uh, monogram center. I'm not sure when this will take place or where this will take place, but just keep your ears and your eyes out for that. 
but there would be a mobile uh, monogram um, center that would be um, here in the area. And we want to encourage all women to take part of that. I know my wife is showing me putting her out there. Amen. <laughs> she looked at me like, uh, she, she's, a, she's a supporter. Amen. Come on, somebody. Amen. And so we want to encourage all women to take part in this special program. Amen. Um, at this time, as we are, um, as it is our custom, um, as we pray for one another, um, we want to encourage you to put those prayers in the chat as my wife is diligently and dedicated over there writing those prayers down. Amen. And so we want to ask you to go ahead and put those prayers in, um, write those prayers down, log them down. My wife is there. We'll pray over those uh, prayer requests. And again, we want to remember um, the Clark family in prayer. We want to remember, amen, the Thomas family in prayer. We also want to remember um, the Miller family in prayer um, as they all have lost dear um, loved ones. At this time, we do want to turn it over to Sister Nikita as she talked to us and shared with us um, about how we can help support this ministry. Amen, Sister Nikita. Good morning, everybody. Today is an awesome day, and I'm just going to put my screen up here before we get started. I have two announcements. I know you just heard some, so I'm going to quickly run through this. The first one is our 12-step support group, and this group is not designed just for those who are addicted. These are for people who like to just live better. So this is a 12-step program done by the uh, Tabernacle of Praise Community Counseling Center is free and there's 12, you have 12 sessions in this, group, in this group. I'd like for you to, again, if you want to um, attend this group, put in the chat box, I want to come, write that down. And then today at 2.30, we have our um, discipleship class. If you want to know how to live better as a, Chris, as a Christian and get some really good um, concrete biblically evidenced um, suggestions and ideas, come and visit our discipleship class today at 2.30. Again, you can just write in the chat, in the, uh, chat box, I want to come. So today, um, let's turn it over to our stewardship. We're going to talk about today, we were as grasshoppers. And this is a very important message. So I want you to try do your best to follow it. So let's see. Good stewardship is a profitable use of time, talent, temple, and treasure. And that's what the background, I want you to always re remember that your time, talent, temple, and treasure, how you're using each of those areas determine if you're a good steward, steward of God. So here's the story. God told the Israelites to search the land of Cana, and um, jo Caleb and Joshua were the leaders. God gave them, gave the people their marching orders. So they went and they searched this land for 40 days. The good news they reported, they said it's a goodly land. It's full of milk and honey. And then they even brought back some of the produce. But the bad news came after the good news, which it usually does. We're not able to take the land. The people are strong that dwell there. The cities are wild and very great. We saw the children of Anak, Amalekites, the Hittites, Jebusites, Amorites, and the Canaanites. When we're supposed to give an order by God to do something, there's all kinds of excuses that we can come up with why we can't do it. Caleb stepped up. It's always somebody there who says, we're able to do it. You can overcome this. You can do it. But then he was met with more excuses. We're not able to go up against the people. They're stronger than us. The, this land to eat up the people be too hard. What they saw overshadowed what they knew about God. They had, had a tremendous experience with God. And here they were really doubting him. This message is about us. It's not about them. They're gone. This is about us. The real story of this, the real story is summed up in this one short piece of a sentence. This is the real story about this. It's really not about so much about the people and fighting, et cetera. It's this, we were in our own sight as grasshoppers and we were in their sight. This one sentence says it all. It didn't matter what they saw in Canaan, Canaan nor what um, they were told, what they told them. They were fixed on, on how they saw themselves. And that's where I want to stop it for just for a few moments. How do you see yourself? When God tells you to do something, how do you see it? Because it's really not about what you think, what you see, or anything. God said it. Here's what they were doing. They had some cognitive distortions going on. So they began to label themselves. They saw themselves as grasshoppers. They called themselves a grasshopper. And they acted like a grasshopper. 
They did some fortune telling. We can't do it. And they also fortune told about God because if God told them to do it and then they said, we can't do it. And they're also saying God couldn't do it. And then they did some mind reading. They was think about what other people think about them. If you think that way, you will always be stuck. You'll never make that big move to the big place that God has called you to. Their negative thinking or stinking thinking resulted in 40 years of wandering in the wilderness, or I call it wilderness wandering, loss. How many of us, how many of you out there, you don't have to raise your hand or put it in the chat box, but are you wandering in a wilderness? Or are you confused about which way you're going? Have you been in a position that you have been in for all your life and then you're stuck? These people never reached their place of success. They never, they died in the wandering wilderness, all because of stinking thinking, negative thinking. They were stuck wandering in the wilderness and they lived their lives there. Remember, this is a year of Christ. He is our God. If he says, use your time more productively, let's do it. Because the prayer you pray may be in using your time more wisely. Maybe you haven't reached the place where you need to be because you're not spending time doing what you need to do. What if he says develop your new, ta your new talents or skills? Do it. To reach the highest heights, you may need more skills. So we're saying, Lord, help me do this and help me do that. Go through this. My time, what am I doing with it? My talents, is it developed? Is it at the place it needs to be? And what about, am I sick? He says, take care of your body. Do it. Eat right. Exercise. Go through new stuff. We won't go through that because that's kind of long. But Take care of your body. We cannot pray and ask God to help us be well while we continue to violate the laws of health. We got to make this change. If you want better, you must do better. You, they said the Bible says um, faith without works is dead. So a lot of us think God is going to do it. If we pray, that's not the work. We're praying at the beginning of seeking God's favor, and then he tells us what to do, so we have to do it. If you take care of your body, it may resolve your illness issue. Don't let what you see on your paycheck prevent you from following God's financial principles. Keep sharing with other people. Avoid debt. Don't co-sign for other people's debt, and return an honest tithe and offerings. You cannot violate the laws, financial laws, the physical laws, spiritual laws, you cannot violate those laws and expect prosperity. It can't happen. Of course, you don't see how, how a bad financial situation can turn around. If you did, you wouldn't need to trust God. If you knew how it's going to turn around, you would be God. So, of course, you can't tell. But what we do is walk in faith. I want to thank all of you who are supporting our ministries, who are faithful and trusting God. And for those of us out there who like to try God and who like to test God, support our ministries here at Top Giving. Cash, this is our cash app, dollar sign, T-O-P, giving, or via our webpage, topsofchurch.com. Remember, you have a part to play in the success of your life. It's not going to happen by accident. It's going to happen because you go to God, you hear his voice, you do what he say. Make this a great day and change your life. Amen. Amen. Andre, could you go ahead and put that, that cash app back up? want to make sure that everybody is able to connect, to be able to reach us. Amen. There it is right there on the screen. You want to support this ministry. You want to be faithful in returning your tithe and your offering. Um, this is the way you can go about doing it. Here is our cash app, um, dollar sign top giving right there, dollar sign top giving. Amen. And so we want to encourage you to be faithful to God as he is truly faithful unto us. Amen. Amen. So we thank God for the for you, Sister um, um, Ali, um, Sister Carol. We thank you so much uh, for what you've done. I mean, for Lakita, sorry about that. Thank you so much for um, sharing with us um, about our faithfulness and being faithful to God. I know I've been in a desert place before. I, you know, I have to be honest and tell the truth. I hadn't always been here. Come on, somebody. Amen. Um, so I know what it's like to aimlessly wander around the wilderness. And I also know what it's like to be faithful unto God and to call on him in prayer um, and watch how he show up. And I'm not talking about 
Um, he would show up down the road in another week or two. God is the kind of God that would show up immediately. Just the other day, um, I was in prayer. My wife and I was in prayer. And as soon as we came out of that prayer, God answered that prayer. Come on, somebody. And so we thank God for you. And we just ask that you will continue to be faithful in your tithe and in your offering. As we now transition over to our prayer time, um, we would ask you to log those prayers in. Uh, my wife is steady busy as a typewriter, logging those things down. Uh, but we're going to ask if she can just turn those over to me at this time. Um, and we want to go ahead and go before the Lord in prayer. And you can always email us. Amen. You can always email your prayer request to us as well um, to ensure that your prayers get prayed for. Amen. And so we want to at this time, we do want to remember um, all those that are battling um, with COVID. Um, we want to remember those that are dealing with sickness in their bodies. Um, as we are praying February the 20th, 2021, uh, Sister Bev is praying for the Phipps family, the Robinson family. We're praying for uh, Rod Stewart Jr., uh, the pastor Dwayne, amen, Thomas, amen. We want to remember them in prayer. Like I said, a good friend of ours, amen, praying for the teachers and the school administrators. Also for Jordan, um, who has COVID. We want to remember Jordan in a very special way. Um, also, Alvina is asking um, for prayer for, um, I believe this is um, Antoinette, amen, Matthews, and family, her sister, Angel, amen, who does not believe, amen, but we want to pray for all unbelievers, amen. Uh, we want to pray that her relationship with Christ would be strengthened as we all want our relationship strengthened. We want to pray for Alvina, um, entire family, Sister Teresa, Sister Harris, we want to remember her in prayer. Um, she wants prayer for her family as well. Um, Crystal Winston, we want to pray for Karen, amen. We want to remember Karen Phipps in prayer, uh, for we know that God is a very present help in the time of storm. We also want to pray for, again, the Robinson family and, the, and James O'Kelly. We want to remember him in prayer. Um, James and I go way back to Andrew, and so we want to remember Remember him in prayer, amen. Um, we want to pray for the Lewis family, Sister Karen, uh, praying for her family, her husband, and her friends to have a closer walk with the Lord, amen, as we all seek to have that special time with the Lord. Uh, we want to be ready. We want to be saved, amen, when Christ returns. And so we want to pray for um, her family and her friends, amen. We also want to remember um, in her prayer, um, Daryl Alexander, we want to remember the treatment dealing with stage four, amen. Uh, we ask that the Lord will take that cancer, amen, and that the Lord will rebuke it and cast it out into the sea, amen. We want to say, pray um, for, for, for his home, uh, marriages. We want to pray for all of those that are having health challenges, relationships. Um, Yvetta also wants to pray uh, for her son and even our missing members, amen. We have individuals because of this COVID, amen. Um, they have, you know, just walked away from it all. Um, and so we want to pray that they will find their way back home. We have a lot of young people, amen. Um, it's very difficult. These are some difficult times that we're living in. But the truth of the matter is, um, as our youth see our parents do, our youth do. Come on now. So it's not all on youth. I know the youth have a role and a responsibility, but parents, we have to set the bar. Come on, we can't just be looking at you. I, I mean, I'm I'm a very I'm a I'm a supporter of our young people, but we want to make sure that our adults, amen, are doing what they are called to do, amen. And so at this time, we want to just bow our heads um, as we look to the Lord in prayer. Let us pray, loving Lord, our Father and our Savior and God. Again, we are so thankful again for this privilege. And this opportunity that you have given us to come before you, as always, is indeed you and I to open up our mouths and to bless your name, for your name is holy, your name is awesome, and we know that there are no words that can really describe you, um, and so you just created something for us to say. And so, Lord, we say thank you for just giving us this privilege to be able to come before your throne as flawed and as messed up as we are, as undeserving as we are. Um, you saw fit, Father, to to bring about this moment. We thank you for this platform. Um, we've been having issues with our Facebook, but, but Lord, we know that the word is still going forth. And you say that your word will not return until you voice. So as the word goes out, ears will hear, amen. 
we must decrease so that the word of God can increase. And so, Father, have your way today. Lord, we just want to lift up before you in a very special way um, um, our, our different family members. We want to pray for the Phipps family. Um, we want to pray for the Robinson family that you will continue to keep them ever before you. Um, they have lost loved ones. We ask that you will walk with them, talk with them, let them know even now that they're your own. We also want to pray for the Miller family this morning. Um, JD and Anna, Anna lost her mom. We want to ask that you will cover her, that you would give her peace in the midst of this storm. Let her know that you are a faithful God and that you are able to even bring about a resolve even when it seemed like all hope is gone. We also want to ask that you will watch over in a very special way, the Clark family, all the way down in the Delta, Mississippi, amen. We ask that you will hold them close. We ask that you will let them know that you have not forgotten about them, that you are right there in the midst of their situation, that you are controlling their circumstances. And we pray, oh God, that even in this difficult time, that somebody would be able to see you in the midst of it. And even inquire what must I do to receive this God that is able to give people peace in the midst of a pandemic what must I do oh God to be able to connect with this God so we pray that you will reveal yourself to them we pray for the Thomas family oh God the family of the Wayne Thomas I pray for his children right now I pray for his spouse right now I ask that you will cover and keep them in the name of Jesus walk with them talk with them let them know even now Oh God, that you um, have them in the palm of your hands because you are that kind of a God that would not allow anything to overtake your children. So watch them, hold them, mold them, oh God. Let them know that you have them. We ask you also, oh God, that you will cover right now in the name of Jesus, uh, Antoinette Matthews. We ask that you will be with her family. Cover Alvina right now. Walk with her. Let her know that you have her. Be with her siblings. Watch over them right now, oh God. We pray right now for her entire family that you will place a head of protection all about them. They're going out as well as they're coming in. We also want to lift up before you today, God, uh, the Harris family. We pray for Dad Harris right now. We pray right now that you will cover the family. Be with Sister Teresa right now, who wants prayer for the Cole family, Crystal Whitston. Oh, God, we ask that you will watch over the Phipps again. Uh, Sister Karen, we're also praying for the Robinson family. We ask that you will be with the Lewis family, that you will hold them or mold them. Them. Let them know that you have them. Keep them, oh God, ever before your presence, for you truly are an amazing God. We pray right now for us to have a, walk, a closer walk with you, Jesus. We want to walk with you, talk with you. We want to hear your voice say that we belong to you. Oh God, we ask that you will walk with us now. Be with Brother Charlie this morning. Cover them right now. Be with Daryl and uh, Daryl Alexander. Watch over his treatment as he's battling with stage for cancer while the doctors may have given up. Father, we know that you never give up. We know that you never throw in the towel. We ask that you are whole and close. Keep him. We ask that you will help him as he go through his resolve. We ask that you will be with all marriages today, oh God, that you will let them experience heaven right here on earth, even in the midst of their marriages. We pray for our youth right now. We pray for our young people right now, that they too will have a closer walk with you, that they will develop, oh God, even now, a unction right now to stand when everybody else is taking a seat, that they will stand right now while everybody else is throwing in the towel, that they will hold closer to their roots, oh God. So God, Gather our youth right now, teach, lead, and guide them. We pray for Yvette right now, who also wants prayer for her sons and her children. We pray for the Oak Kelly family. We ask that you will walk with them, that you will keep them ever before you. And Father, I ask that you will cover my family today, that you will be with my wife and my children, as you've always walked with us and you've always talked with us, even when we didn't know it was you, even when we didn't see you walking, even we didn't feel you 
near us. You said you would never leave us nor forsake us. So have your way now, oh God. Watch over my children. Watch over my grandson. Watch over my mom. Be with my siblings. Lord, we thank you for being the part of, of, of this here worship experience today. Thank you for top family. Thank you for my friends. Thank you for all that is happening, the good, the bad, as well as the ugly, because we know that nothing is too big for you. Nothing is too great for you, that you are able to hold it all together because you're that kind of God. While everybody else is throwing in the town, while everybody else is running left, right, left, you are there making the crooked road straight, giving your people direct access. And so we thank you this morning. Thank you this morning for direct access. Thank you for keeping us and, and holding us and, and just being a loving God to us. And Father, you know what we need. I'll be with us through the spoken word for the word, oh God, is what breaks the yoke, oh God. We ask that you would be with us through the special selection today, that you will cover us and keep us on this here, your Sabbath day. And we will be ever so mindful, God, to give you the praise, the honor, and the glory. In Jesus' name we pray that the people of God say amen and amen again. God is good. And all the time, that is amen, it is indeed a blessing and an honor to be before you again. It is my prayer, amen, as we continue to worship the Lord in the spirit of beauty and holiness, that somebody out there will make a decision to make Jesus their Savior. So go ahead, even now, as we listen to the special music by Sister Beverly, amen, that you will go ahead and invite somebody. Let them know that we are here let them know that the word is going forward, that ministry is taking place, and that this is the place that they ought to be. So go ahead and share this here link. Go ahead and let them know that we're here as we listen to Sister Beverly. Bless the name of the Lord. Amen, amen. I believe we're having some technical difficulties here. Amen. Um, there is no sound, but we're going to have to bring Sister Beverly back. I hope you can hear me. Amen. Um, so, Andre, uh, we're going to go ahead um, and see if you can get her back. Amen. Amen. Um, I hope that you can hear me out there. She says she can't hear me through the mic. She can't hear me through the mic. Amen. Can you hear me now? Andre, if you can hear me, I don't know if you can put a word up or something up there to let me yes, know that we are being heard right now. Amen. I'm seeing action on my part. Amen. I'm seeing action on my part. Amen. But we're going to go ahead and continue on. Again, as I said earlier, amen, the enemy is busy. He is going to do whatever he can to disrupt what God is trying to do. But listen, my brothers and sisters, let me just explain something to you. Amen. We have to learn how to still maneuver through rough waters. We cannot allow these type of glitches to cause us to throw in the towel, but we have to press towards the mark. Nobody said it would be easy. Nobody said it was going to be pleasant. Nobody said, just look at the life of Jesus and what he went through. Amen. That should already tell you that walking with Jesus is not always going to be pleasant. Even though he's the king of kings, even though he is the Lord of lords, and he have all power in his hands, that doesn't mean 
mean that we won't experience things. What that simply tells me, my brothers and sisters, is that when I do find myself, oh, I feel like preaching. I feel like it right there. Even when I do find myself in difficult times, that just let me know that there is a God that sits high and looks low. This isn't a time for me to become worried. This isn't a time for me to become fearful, but this is the time for me to watch my God sweat, watch my Jesus show up and bust the devil upside the head. Yes, I've gone through some good days and some bad days. I had some good moments and I had some bad moments, but at the end of the day, come on somebody. Oh, I feel like it right now. See, whenever the devil show up like that, that just gets me fired up. I know, I know that I hadn't always been. I just want to be mindful of all those individuals, you know, because we're all on different places of the ladder. I know that we're all, you know, different walks. Amen. Some of us are struggling with some things. Some of us that used to struggle with some things. There are some things that we used to deal with that is not a problem anymore. But at the end of the day, come on, either you're going into the fire. Either you're in the fire or you're coming out of the fire. You're one of those three, amen. I'm gonna say it again. Either you are going in the fire, either you are in the fire, or maybe you're just coming out of the fire. But at the end of the day, we've all have experienced the fire. Oh, I feel like it right there. See, when the enemy try to do, when he do stuff like that, he don't know. See, he ought to learn. You know, you, you would think that rascal would learn. You would think that he would get the message that when you mess with God's people and God's anointed, uh, oh, yes, help me right there, Holy Ghost. When you're messing with somebody that is under the authority of the Holy Ghost, uh, the Bible says in the book of Acts uh, that you shall receive power when the Holy Ghost fall on you. Power to walk right, power to talk right, power to live right, power to go through any struggle that may show up in your life. Let me get to this message. Let me get to this message. Oh, I got excited right there. Amen. He should have. He should have learned back in 1984. Come on, somebody. Uh, when I, 1986, when I first learned, I'm talking about really learned about a Jesus. Come on, somebody. Yeah, he should have known then that when he had me out there, he should have kept me. Oh yeah. But I'm in the house now. <laughs> oh, I can have this thing all by myself. I'm in the house now. Amen. You can't put me out of here. Oh, yeah, the devil tried, but he can't. You can't put me out of here. Amen. Amen. I'm in it to win it. Amen. I can't stop if I want to. I took the brakes off. Come on, somebody. I'm rolling with the brakes. Come on, somebody. Oh, I feel my help right there. Yes, sir. So we serve a God. Oh, I'm just all over now. Uh, we serve a God that is able to do all things but fail. So we're going to work on this song, Andre, at the end, if we can bring it back. Amen. Because she was looking so spectacular with that African attire on. Come on, somebody. We want to bring her back. Amen. So we can be blessed by the woman of God. Turn with me, if you will. Oh, I'm all over now. I'm, you know, there are no instructions in the house. Come on, somebody. Uh, and turn with me to the book of Psalms. I just want to give you some words of encouragement. Amen. This is what God has laid on my heart. He actually laid it on my heart last week. Amen. And I've been chewing on it all week long. And, you know, you kind of wonder, Lord, is this the direction you want us to go in? Um, is this the message? And so I hold on to it. I already have it. I know what the Lord wants, but I just want to make sure that I'm feeding you, amen, exactly what God is giving me to feed you. So if you have your Bibles with you, turn with me to the book of Psalms, amen, the book of Psalms, um, Psalm 27, um, uh, Psalm 27. There are no chapters, so I'm not saying chapter 27, uh, just Psalm, amen, Psalms 27. Um, this is where we want to find our feast today. Um, Psalms 27, and we want to we want to read verses one through. And Andre, I should have mentioned to you earlier. Um, we want to go to verse six, and then we we'll read verse fourteen. So we'll read one through six, and then we'll read verse fourteen. Um, I failed to share that with you. I hope we we're able to put that up there. Um, but I'll read it in your hearing. It says, "The Lord is my light and my salvation." Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. 
of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked come against me to eat up my flesh, my enemies and foes, they do what everybody, they stumble and fail. Uh, although an army may encamp against me, oh, I love it, I love it. My heart shall not fear. Uh, although war may arise against me, and this I will be confident. Amen. Uh, one thing I desire uh, of the Lord, my brothers and sisters, uh, that will I seek that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days, all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. For in the time of trouble, come on, somebody say the time of trouble. In the time of of trouble come on somebody in the time of trouble the bible says he shall hide me in his pavilion uh, in the secret place of his tabernacle i love it i love it he shall hide me he shall set me high upon the rock come on somebody verse 6 says and now my head shall be lifted up above my enemies all around me. Therefore, I will offer sacrifices of joy in his tabernacle. Let's jump over here to verse 14. Thank you so much, Andre. Wait on the Lord, the Bible says. Be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Today, we just want to talk about a little bit um, the lighthouse effect. Amen. You know, the lighthouse effect. Let us pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Again, we thank you so much for what you've done, uh, what you're doing, and what you are about to do uh, in the lives of your people. You are truly an amazing God. Without you, we're hopelessly lost, but with you, we are more than conquerors. Thank you so much for what you've done, what you're doing, and what you're about to do. In Jesus' name, we pray that the people of God say amen, amen. and amen again. Amen. The lighthouse effect. You know, it was some years ago when I first experienced um, Christ in a very weird way. Um, a young lady um, that I used to hang out with, a good friend. Um, we used to we used to party together. We used to run together. We used to hang. Her friends were my friends, and my friends were her friends. And and I remember we used to we used to hang out. And I remember. Um, uh, one day she came, uh, actually I ran into her. Um, I was out and about and um, just a couple of days, about maybe two or two, about two days before we were hanging out, um, kicking it and um, about, uh, ran into her. Uh, she come walking down the street, so excited. And I didn't notice, you would think I would have noticed um, something different, um, but she walked up on me and she was so excited to see me. Uh, and I was excited to see her. And, and, and I, you know, we hugged and we dap like we normally do and do the whole thing. And um, and, and she said, uh, for, for, for whatever reason, I don't know why she said it, uh, uh, but, 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 but she yelled out. She said, I'm saved. Now, of course, I stood back about a foot or two and I had to gather myself because I wasn't quite sure uh, what she was referring to when she yelled out, I'm safe. You know, I didn't see any danger around. We were standing outside on the, on the concrete and then, you know, there was no uh, a traffic approaching and, 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 and I'm trying to figure out what, what she meant by, by I'm safe. And so she began to share with me how a friend of hers took her to church and made a long story short, she was so compelled um, about this, uh, 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 about Jesus that she gave her life to him and she said, and I want you to have this light as well. Now, of course, at that time, um, I wasn't ready to receive the light. Um, I had no, I, I had no, no plans. Come on, somebody. And, and, and so I quickly ended that conversation and went on my merry way. And so the next day I get up and I strike out my house and I'm on my way to a particular spot, come on somebody. And, and, and as I turned the corner, I run into Tammy, come on. <laughs> Tammy just happens to step off the bus, right? As I was 
hitting the corner. And she said, John, so excited yet again. And I looked at her and I shook my head. I said, Lord have mercy, uh, what in the world is going on? And this, my brothers and sisters, went on uh, for about a week. To the point to where I called myself, I called myself, I say, I say, uh, okay, I know Tammy uh, normally gets off the bus on, 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 on 10th Street, so let me go over on 16th Street. That way uh, we can avoid each other. Maybe I won't run into Tammy. And, 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 and look at God. Come on, somebody. Uh, I, I get the 16th walk way out of my way to get to where I was trying to get to just to avoid Tammy get to 16th Street and turn the corner and out of the back of the, the couple of a voice in the back of my head, I thought I was hearing things. I heard somebody at a distance call out, John, John, Lord have mercy. I turn around and there she stands, Tammy. I mean, when your God is on you like that, what, what can you do? God want to share his life with you. He want to share his light with you. And so I'm um, so excited to say today uh, that as a result of that initiation, that the time with Tammy uh, um, seeking after me, wanting to share the light of Christ with all of those, no matter if we hung out together, it didn't matter that we used to club, it didn't matter. Matter of fact, those are the individuals that we are supposed to reach. So I'm here today as a result of Tammy. I thank God for Tammy. But here in our passage today in the book of Psalms, I just had to share that tidbit of information with you. Uh, hopefully it will set the stage of as David, as we go through uh, this story of David. Amen. David, David, the Lord uh, is my light, is what David says. He says, the Lord is my light. Whom shall I fear? Uh, the Lord is the strength of my life, of whom shall I be afraid? And it is very interesting uh, how people read the Bible, amen, over and over without praying, without paying too much attention uh, to what they are really reading, amen. Uh, it, it's amazing. And so Psoms 27 uh, is one of those things where David, David, it was penned by King David. Uh, David, like many Psalms David wrote, this particular Psalm during a time when he was in trouble and everything seemed dark for the king who was once a shepherd boy. This Psalms right here, David wrote out as he went through the different struggles and the different trials of life kind of take me back to another young friend of mine as I lived uh, in San Diego Rescue Mission. That's right, I lived in a mission for about a year plus. And, and, and in that mission, I met a young man by the name of Isaiah. Isaiah was a gifted young man, amen. Isaiah was a, was a, was a blessed young man. And, and, and the thing of it is, is sometimes you can be so blessed but the enemy have his hand on you so tight, amen, that the struggle becomes so toxic, the struggle becomes so, so rough for an individual. It, it becomes so overpowering where the fight in them seems to just dwindle away. Isaiah was one of those where he had the, 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 the knowledge of God, where he had the anointing of God. He had the power. He had the know-how, but he just didn't have the fight. And so he shared with me that David, how David uh, wrote these psalms, and he shared with me that actually these psalms were simply songs that David sang. And so this, as we read chapter 20, I mean, verse, I mean, Psalms 27, like Psalms 26, as well as Psalms 28, and all the other Psalms are simply songs that David wrote to his Lord. Psalms 27 in particular, uh, uh, that has this two distinct parts. Amen. Uh, uh, there, 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 there is a definite shift between part one and part two. Uh, uh, the first part of the psalm consists of verses one through six. Uh, uh, and I appreciate the fact that David breaks it down this way. And the second part of the psalm deals with verse seven all the way to verse 14. This psalm is one uh, of those which have been called composite. Amen. Uh, it's one of those that, that, that certainly it falls into two parts which offers, which offer a stronger possibility that 
that contrasts one part with the other. In other words, from chapters, uh, from verses one through six, um, we read here as uh, David speaks of the joys, he speaks it very jubilant. He's excited about what's going on. But then when we read uh, verse se uh, seven down to verse 14, the psalm gets a little sad. It gets a little sad and it gets a little pointed. In other words, it pleads for mercy and for forgiveness. It complains of this de uh, desertion. Uh, it, it talks about the imminent dangers. It talks about the struggles. It talks about the pain. And it's still indeed, uh, as we get on down to verse 14, uh, David doesn't stop there. With all of the pain and all of the struggles and all of the enemies that have encamped about him, David ends and he lands on a rock where he tells us that we still must wait, wait on the Lord, David says. Wait on the Lord, uh, uh, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart. Wait, David says, I say on the Lord, in spite of all that is going on around you, David tells us that we still have to wait. And so the first part, David confesses. Verses one through six, David, he pours it all out. He begins to confess. He begins to share his story with God. Uh, verse one says, Lord, the Lord is my light and my salvation, uh, uh, whom shall I fear? He's confessing now. He's talking to the Lord. The Lord is my strength of my life. Um, of whom shall I be afraid? No matter what's happening, no matter what's going on, I shall not be afraid. He's confessing. He's talking. He's pleading his case right now. When the wicked comes against me to eat up my flesh, David says, uh, my enemies as well as my foes, they will stumble and they will fall up. And that's what I love about David. David understands uh, that when folk come after you, after a child of God, uh, uh, when enemies rise and, and when struggles show up, um, they shall not overtake you. It may appear as though they're overtaking you. Uh, it may look like uh, things are not going to work out. Uh, it may come across uh, as all hope is gone. Uh, and sometimes, my brothers and sisters, uh, it looks like like a mirage. It looks like it's not real, but it is real. But at the end of the day, we have to understand that you shall not be overtaken by the troubles of this world, be it racism, be it police brutality. You shall not be overtaken by the struggles of this world. How do I know? Because the Bible tells me so. Because he goes on and says in verse 4, he says, one thing that I desire, because David understands that there is something else greater going on, that there is something else greater that he's trying to reach. One thing that I have desired, and that is that I will be in the house of the Lord. One thing that my that I may dwell in the house of the Lord, not just one week, not just one day, not just one hour, not just one moment, but that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. Oh, I'm so glad that God has set that thing up that where I can come and be with him all the days of my life. And no matter what happens, he said, I will not kick you out. I will not kick you out. For in the time of trouble, he says, you shall hide me in his pavilion. God said, I will protect you. I will take care of you. Psalms reminds us of that. David shares that with us, that in his darkness, in his darkest days, God, David says, God is the light and my salvation. We talked about the lighthouse effect. We talked about David said that God is my light light and he is my salvation. Then he asks uh, this rhetorical question. Um, he says, whom shall I fear? And in the case people don't understand uh, what David meant, uh, he was saying something like this. Uh, he was saying it, let me say it in a different way. He says uh, that the Lord is my strength 
and my life. And he asked this rhetorical question in a different way. Of whom shall I be afraid of? God is my strength. God is my life. God is my everything. Why should I be afraid of the cares of this world? Why should I be afraid of the problems in this land? Why should I be afraid of the bill collectors? Why should I be afraid of the naysayers? Why should I be afraid? Why? Because God is my strength and he's my life. I need not be afraid of the doctor's report. I need not be afraid of anything, be it life or death, be it good or bad, be it on the left side, on the right side, be it up, down, it doesn't matter. I shall not be afraid. I shall not be afraid because God is a very present help in the time of storm. David briefly tells what his enemies had done to him, but he doesn't even think about retaliating against them. And that's what I love about it. David teaches us that even when people talk about you, you don't talk about them back. Even when they hate on you, they don't hate you don't hate on them back i was just talking to my wife just the other day amen and i talked about how far we have come amen and how far i have come i remember some years back amen Amen. Uh, 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 where, where it didn't take much to set me off. Come on, somebody. But I thank God that now the anger and the bitterness that I have, God has replaced that thing. And I thank God that now I don't get upset as I used to. I don't respond like I used to. Amen. Sometimes when the wind blow, amen, the brother will just straight up click. Come on, somebody. But God in his wisdom, God in his power. You wonder, Lord, why you want me in here? Why are you saving me? I'm not worthy to it. Somebody may be saying the same thing. I'm still struggling after five years with this thing called alcohol. I'm still struggling after 10 years with this thing called nicotine. I'm still lying and I'm still cheating up and I'm still wayward up. Oh, but let me help somebody out this morning up that no matter how you struggle up, God said, I will not leave you up. I will not turn on you. Oh, I will not give up on you. Even when folks have given up on you, he said, I will not give up on you. I won't give up on you. I won't turn my back on you. Why? Because God hears us when we call. God heard David. God God, God heard David and God answered his prayer. What he seeks now is to see God face and to be in his presence. Now, I don't know about you, but I want to be in the presence of the almighty God. I want to be able to walk with him and talk with him. I'm not just talking about in a figment in my mind. I'm not just talking about just close my eyes and think real hard. I'm talking about experiencing the presence of God as Moses when he climbed Mount Sinai and he stayed up there for some 40 plus 40 days and 40 nights. And Moses spent that time with, I'm talking about Jacob as he wrestled all night long and he walked away with evidence that he's been with God. And I just want to be right there in his presence. I want to be able to talk with him. I want to be able to spend time with him. Lord, if you could just take this stony heart of mine, turn it into flesh, mold me and make me, shake me and help me to be that which you have called me to be. Then, like David, I will be able to call on you in the time when everything is going down on the left side and everything is crumbling on the right side. Then I can look to the hills from which comes my help. My help comes from the one that created the heavens and the earth. That's where I want to line up. And so we got to first ask God to hear him, hear us when we call. Lord, don't leave me. That's why my prayer yesterday when I laid down in the bed with my wife and uh, uh, we got up on Friday morning and, and I began to, to have our devotion time together. She began to read the devotion and we began to, to pray. And my prayer went something like, Lord, I know you hear me. 
I, I, I know you hear me, God, because you hear everything. You're God. Uh, you can't not hear me. Uh, and so I know you hear me when I call. Matter of fact, God, I know that you knew what I was going to say before I even formulated on the tip of my lips. Uh, and so, God, I'm just simply coming to you, just sharing, just asking you in the simplest, simplest way as I know how. And I began to lay my prayers before the Lord. Uh, and immediately after we finished praying, uh, that prayer was answered. God showed evidence. Amen, that he heard me. He showed evidence uh, that I wasn't just speaking in the wind. I'm talking about immediately. As soon as I opened my eyes and began to get dressed, God told me uh, that I heard you. Amen. Amen. So I know God hear me. Come on, somebody. I know I'm not on the island all by myself. Uh, I know even if I was, uh, that I can't be up uh, because there is no place I can go up uh, that God is not present. Uh, so my brothers and sisters, if I could just give you a word of encouragement, uh, that no matter how how low you go, no matter how low you go, God is still there. God is still watching. God is still connecting. God is still teaching. God is still doing what, what he do. Amen. That God is still watching over his people. That God is still caring for his people. That God is still watching over his people. That God will never leave us, nor will he forsaken us. Why? Because he's a very present help in the time of storm. Let me end with this right here. Verse 7 goes on through 14, reminds us that this is a prayer of David. Uh, uh, that David's prayer to God concerning his situation did not go unheard, that God understands us better than we understand ourselves, that he asked God to hear him when he called, and God heard that. Uh, what he seeks now is to see God face to face, to be with him in his presence. God sees that, uh, uh, and God, God heard that, and God answered that prayer. He did it in three ways, and I'm going to get out of here. He con David conversed with himself about his privileges. Uh, uh, David shares with God and he shares with him about the privilege of being a child of God. His privileges of watching over him, verse one through six, talks about that privilege. He talks about David's relationship with God, talks about the Lord is my light. That's a privilege. The Lord is my salvation. That is a privilege. The Lord, the Lord is seeing me, that, that, that the Lord watches over me, that the Lord cares for me, uh, that the Lord understands me, that he will never leave me, nor will he forsaken me. Why? Because he understands me better than I understand myself. Not only that, but he, he, he converses with the Lord about his problems. He sees God. He understands God. He watches over God. He knows God. He's there with God. The problems, he talks about his problems. He talks about his problems. He talks about his um, perseverance being with God. He sees it. He understands it. He knows it. And God is right there with him in the very present help of all that he's going through. As you can see, we are having a little difficulties here. But God is still good. God is still watching over us. God is still presiding over everything that we say and everything that we do. Wait on the Lord, David says. Be of good courage, and he shall strengthen thy heart. Wait on the Lord, I say. Wait on the Lord. Wait, I say, David is saying. Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage. And he shall strengthen thine heart. Don't allow stuff to get you to a place where you throw in the towel. Wait, I say on the Lord, and be of good courage. This particular word for waiting, it, 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 it speaks of the tense or the eagerness of patiently waiting. This anticipation of the Lord, this tense waiting. Wait, I'm waiting, I'm waiting on God with intense, I'm waiting. I'm waiting on God. I'm not gonna allow stuff to cause me to discredit God. I'm gonna wait on you, God. No matter how long it takes, 
I'm going to wait on you. This is the sum of all the instructions of the Psalms. Uh, the main lesson with the Psalm is designed to convey uh, uh, the object is to undo, to, uh, to, to induce others from the experience of the psalmist to trust in the Lord, to rely upon him, to come to the objection with him, to come unto him in trouble, come to God, in danger, go to God, in the good days, go to God. No matter what happens, we need to learn how to wait on the Lord. Be of good courage. In the Hebrew word, it means be strong. Don't give up on God. Be strong in your trials. Be strong in your struggles. Be strong even in waiting. Wait, I say on the Lord, and be of good courage. Wait on him. This is not, don't give up on him. In other words, don't faint on God. Don't lose step with God, but wait on the Lord. Don't give up on him. Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage. Wait, I'll say on the Lord. He begins to repeat it. Oh, I'm trying to land this thing. David repeats it because he understands that there will be days where you want to just throw it in. But wait, I'll say on the Lord. Be of good courage. And again, I'll say wait. Wait on the Lord. We have to learn how to wait because our prayer provides peace and faith proceeds the miracle and honesty is the best policy. We have to learn how to simply allow our prayer to provide us with the peace and even our faith in God that will produce the miracles that we're looking for. And we have to be honest about who the God that we serve, then the storms of our lives will be calm. The turbulence of our times will be still and our souls will be saved. Wait, my brothers and sisters, wait on the Lord because Jesus is the lighthouse that we are looking to. He is the light that we are looking to. The lighthouse effect is simply Jesus Christ leading us. And sometimes we get out in these storms in life and we get in the midst of our trials and we get in the midst of our struggles and we forget to look to the lighthouse. We forget to look to Jesus. My prayer today is that we would do just that, that we will look to Jesus, mm -hmm. the light that lights it all, the light of the world, the one that gives us life the one that sustains us and keep us in the midst of it all. My brothers and sisters, I pray you're blessed today, but I want you to listen to this song by Sister Beverly, amen? I want you to be blessed uh, by the words, amen? Sister Beverly. Amen, amen. I guess there's still some technical difficulties. Amen. I'm not showing what's going on with the sound there, uh, but we know that God is uh, able and he is still a very present help. Uh, again, if you want to reach out to us, amen, you can visit us by way of our website or you can go to our, you can email us, amen, at topsdachurch.net, um, amen. You can see us right here on the screen, topsda. Um, um, church at atnt.net, amen. Um, and so we ask that you would just reach out to us. Um, let us know what your thoughts are. If you want prayer, if you want um, uh, special Bible studies, um, whatever it is, please reach out to us um, and somebody will get back with you. At this time, if you can just bow your heads for a word of prayer. Loving Lord, our Father and our God and Savior, again, we thank you uh, for you truly are an amazing God. Without you, we're hopelessly lost, but with you, we are more than conquerors. We thank you again for all that has taken place. And we pray that something was said here that would draw people to you. Forgive us again of our sins. We do pray in Jesus' name that the people of God say amen and amen again. Amen.